Attention all internets. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for... Very dark, very quick. The Trash Man In the East Texas town of Small, there lives a legend that was created in a horrific, untimely fashion. Residents can't agree on the exact time frame, but most say it was somewhere between 1960 and 1980 when a tragedy created a monster. A man named Paul, or John, this too is debated amongst residents, worked for the city of Small as a garbage man. Being such a small town, he was the only employee of the waste department, and all say he did a great job. My life is forever changed. I'm Bill Bentley, and this is my story. You hear these things all the time in these parts. About the trash man, they call him. And I had never believed in such tall tales until now. I was just driving my truck, my Ford F-150, down the highway, like I do on my normal daily routine. All of a sudden I felt dizzy. I needed to get out. I needed to get a little bit of some cool, fresh air blowing on my face. I stepped out of my vehicle and took a sip of my coffee. And that's when I noticed something, something out of the corner of my eye. In these parts, it could be anything. There's wildlife everywhere. Could have been a vulture. I thought it was a coyote. Until, until the, the fearsome creature stood on its hind legs. I'd never seen a coyote do that. This was the weirdest coyote I had ever seen. No. This thing looked at me with its beady eyes. That's the things I'll always remember about this creature. The beady eyes. And the stench that permeated. So far away. I couldn't believe it. I had nightmares for days after this. This thing just staring me down. With the stench of weak old moldy garbage enough to make <laughs> enough to make a person with no nose puke I waited for the creature to make its move possibly my final move in life until it moved on as much as it wrenched my gut it also wrenched my heart and now I believe I believe in these stories forever I'm Bill Bentley and this is my story Paul or John would faithfully pick up the garbage of each and every citizen on every other Friday like clockwork. He was a happy man who would wave to everyone along his route and go out of his way to help the more elderly folks by retrieving their trash from behind the house or out of the garage. If anyone in Small knew all the dirty secrets of the city, he did. Paul slash John was married to a local school teacher and they had one son. The boy and his father were inseparable, 
Almost any day of the week, they could be seen together driving around town in their old green pickup. The duo was well known for stopping to help fellow citizens with anything from mending a fence or changing a light bulb. If there was a favor to be done, they would be there with bells on. During one especially cold Christmas season, even for East Texas, Paul slash John was called to pull extra duty. This was due to a storm that locals called a real frog strangler. I remember like it was just yesterday. It was around dusk on September 23rd, 2012. I was outside my new house with a litter of puppies who were going potty. When all of a sudden I heard a whistling sound. The sort that, that I make when I'm trying to get attention of my dogs. It sort of was something like, like this. And then, and then I thought it might have been one of my other pets. Oh, I had Polly. He was a beautiful parent. So then I called to him back and forth. Uh, it's a whistle more like, like, like this. Oh, Polly want a cracker. Polly want a cracker. And then one of my great big Australian shepherd dog, he woofed. And he woofed like a wolf. And then I heard a loud rustling in the nearby bush. When I looked up to see a tall, disgusting creature, it was an estimated six to seven feet tall. And when I saw it, and when it saw me, it let go of that tree branch. It was holding down with its arm, and it stepped back into the trees. I noted the foul stench, and and I saw all camouflage on it, like that of a hunter in a deep brush. Oh. And then I had this hotshot investigator came to me. He interviewed me. I'm sorry if I'm so terrified, but I just am. It was like nothing that I had never seen, and I never mistake things. I'm a damn good hunter, and I always be right once it comes to hunting. And that little hot shot interviewer, all he could say is, I'm sure that the thing's curiosity would be heightened by a new woman living in a previously unoccupied house and a litter of full puppies. <sighs> Who the hell does he think he is? I should have been shooting him long ago, along with that, that, that creature. What do they call him? Oh, they call him the trash man. This storm downed several trees in the area due to ice. Because of the urgency of the situation and need for removal of debris from the city streets, Paul slash John was needed for many consecutive days of overtime. The extended task took it out of him, making the normally spry man very tired and spent. The extra time on the job took its toll on someone else as well, his son. The boy missed spending the special time with his father, especially during the holiday season. Being a rambunctious young boy between the ages of six and ten, another thing that residents do not agree on, he crafted a plan to surprise his father and spend time with him once again. Uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have uh, two eggs and give me a side of bacon, some toast, and uh, keep the coffee flowing, will you, honey? All right, thanks. You want anything? Ah, well, suit yourself. All right, so, so where were we? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys, they come up from Texas. They come up from Florida. Uh, you know, they get together. You know, all the truck drivers, we all get together, and they start telling their stories. They want to talk about the chubacabra. They want to talk about the skunk ape down in Florida. You know, but when you get a new guy in the room, you get a little fresh fish driver. They like to dig deep, and they, they, they like to tell tales of the, the trash monster, as you like to call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Big guy walking around with license plates stuck to him, whatever. You know, I'm not buying any of it. But then, you know, one day I, I get this offer to take a job. I, I can drive down. I got to take some stuff down to Canton. And, you know, we're driving along. I'm down on 80 and we're cruising along right around Edgewood. It's early morning. Hey, I've been, I've been uh, hanging out in my cab for the last three nights. I'm not getting great sleep. I mean, it's got creature comforts, but it's not the Taj Mahal. It's early. It's like 2.30 in the morning. It's still foggy and dark out. And I, I, I kind of driving along. I saw some something glowing. I looked off. I thought maybe it was a car, a deer, or something on the side of the road. And that's, oh, man, that's when I saw the thing. That's when I saw the thing. All right, hold, hold on. I, I, miss, miss, can I, can I get some cream and, and, and some sugar for this, the, the coffee over here? Thanks, thanks, thanks. All right, good. Anyway, oh, the coffee. I hadn't had any at that this morning and in the morning that day, you know, it's two thirty in the morning, it's too early for coffee. I was gonna get some a little further down the road once I got to where I was going. Anyway, like I said, the thing just comes out of nowhere. And I'm I'm standing there, like something pulls in front of me. I swear, glowing eyes. I I was like a deer in headlights at the time. You know? I, Unbelievable what you see. One cold morning in December, the boy rose very early and got dressed in a flash to begin his plan to hide in his father's truck. Here he would await the first stop along the route when he would pop out from the back of the truck and jolt his father. His hope was that they would have a big laugh over the prank and spend the rest of the day together as his dad completed his work. That morning, Paul slash John got up a little late after dodging the alarm a few times by slapping the snooze button over and over. Due to this, and his exhaustion, he was late to begin his tasks for the day and skipped checking the back of the truck as usual. As he rushed to the middle of town to remove what he hoped would be the last of the trees, he heard a banging in the back of the truck. Assuming this was the last view of the frozen limbs from the previous day's haul, he engaged the crusher. Some say on a cold, dark December night, you can still hear the boys' screams in the winter wind. Arriving somewhere on Main Street, the man descended from his truck, expecting to begin dismantling limbs. Little did he know, he already had. The horror of what he saw hit him as hard as any soldier of war or survivor of a mass shooting. His truck bed had bright red icicles hanging from it, and there was one small shoe still lodged in the crusher. The stories say that the man stared at the horrible sight for what seemed like hours without moving. By the time the authorities arrived on scene, the man was gone, never to return home again. There was a funeral with a very small, very empty coffin, and the whole town attended. 
The grieving mother sat next to the graveside, never emitting a sound or making a movement. She would go on to lose their car, the house, and ultimately her life to the bottle. As for the man, he may still inhabit the wooded areas around the tiny town of Small, if the stories are to be believed. Every once in a while, someone claims to catch a glimpse of a man covered in trash and lumbering from dumpster to woods and back again. The claims are always about the same. The hallmarks of any sighting are the foul stench of rotted food and discarded diapers, the clanking of various license plates and coat hangers, and the wailing of a soul destroyed by the tragic loss of a child. To this day, there is not an attack that has been reported. But, waste management services have been outsourced to a company located in the next county. This episode of Very Dark, Very Quick, True Urban Legends featured Mike, Linda, Keith, and Jimmy. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com.